Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It's the list in your boy at Fightful.com with Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap. They're on fire. Boom shakalaka. Two hundred strong. What's up, you guys? It's March fifteenth, twenty twenty-two. It's Fightful Wrestling. It's the list and your boy. Jimmy Van, uh, basically like the neighbor on home improvement right now. Wilson? Wilson, there you go. Wilson. I should I should be like this. You should be nearer your microphone is what you should be. I should be that too, yeah. Closer to your microphone. Uh, guys, this show brought to you by NordVPN.com slash Fightful. We'll be telling you more about that later. Comes up with video while Jimmy destroys his own office. If question or statement read on the air, Super Chats here on YouTube.com slash Fightful. And uh, Humper Chats over at HumperChats.com. That's our Streamlabs PayPal platform. We'll read your question on the air. The reason we're doing this on Tuesday, Taylor says, hope your dental procedure goes well. I'm getting gold fronts put in, Jimmy. <laughs> it's going to be a good look for you. I know. I mean, you know, I got that new deal, and yes. I just don't know what to do with myself. Right, right. So, let's not go. let's not worry about putting money towards the house. Let's go ahead and just start getting some grills. Let's yeah. do that. Yeah, getting grills. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting 22s pretty soon on on my Nissan. <laughs> you know, spending that money wisely, doing the right thing. Good for you. Yeah, that's 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 yeah, that's good. So, uh, what were you saying yesterday when we get to 10,000 slept subscribers, you're going to do what? Because the okay, so when the Virgil interview happened, I said, "Well, this is never going to air." It was so bad, I was ashamed of it. And then I thought, "You know what?" People can laugh at my pain. Like, this isn't going to ruin my career. And I never really thought we'd get to 5,000. I mean, quite honestly, I got so many people blocked on Twitter. I didn't know if there were 5,000 people left <laughs> to subscribe to Fightful Select. And we did. And it got really bad reactions, which I wanted. Uh, but it got a, a really heavy reaction. Like, Bischoff was talking about it on his show. And Sean Waltman told me that he watched it. Like, it, it was pretty wild. And you and I both know the people that manage Virgil. 
And we know that they, they care about that almighty dollar. So I said, at 10,000 subscribers, we will interview Virgil again. I have not cleared that with Virgil nor his managers, but listen, I know what they like. <laughs> I know what they like. So it can happen. Plus, let's be honest, that's the most buzz he's gotten in a long time. Yeah, those guys like attention too. Yeah. So, so uh, that'll get done. And and I, I told Sean yesterday when we get to ten thousand, I'll fly you wherever the hell Virgil lives. I'll fly you there. You can do it in person because right. that'll probably be fun too. Well, since I got a new camera, I'll be able to share Delaware. Says Sean, tell Jimmy about the three hundred and fifty dollar ring you almost bought Sunday. Let me show you this thing. If I was a child, I would have gotten this ring because it's the kind of ring that you get to use you don't get this thing just to just to sit it around jimmy like not 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 a chance here we go oh man i gotta throw this up on the overlay oh shit wrong one <laughs> <laughs> no josh oh, well. this week no josh what's up? this week what's up but look at this bad boy jimmy the bash at the beach play set like there are squirt guns in the corner. It floats on water. It's got little tires. Look at look at Booker T down there in the light thing. That's this awesome. Thing, this thing is a water slide. It's got a zip line is on that it. That Kidman? Yeah, uh, yeah. Kidman's okay, on the okay. water slide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This thing rules. It was three hundred and fifty bucks though. I couldn't justify it. If I was a child though. Man, I would love that. Like, I, I'd have that in the tub, sitting there playing with it. <laughs> like, but you wouldn't now, right? You wouldn't I just now. love that, like, Goldberg's the one getting, getting like, the sand kicked in his face by Sid. Like, uh -huh. he's the one getting squirted by the... <laughs> oh, man. But you wouldn't would... be in the bathtub with that now, right? No, absolutely no, not. No, I, that wouldn't happen. No. Because I live in, in a in squalor, Jimmy. We barely have bathtubs here. <laughs> Finally, squalor. I'm moving. But yeah. I went to uh, Toy Vomit, real uh, Toy HQ's Figure Fest this weekend. I left with like four bags of stuff. So uh, news for our Fightful Select subscribers. This week, I'm going to do a special Scott Hall edition of Figure Hall with Razor Ramon and Scott Hall figures. But the next two weeks will be my hauls from uh, Figure Fest. And that's pretty cool. I met a couple of, of Fightful viewers there. It was very cool. It was a good time. Just remember, as you keep making money, learn from me in terms of expenditure. That's why I have $20 lugs. So learn well, from me. Well, Jimmy, with the amount that I'm going to be paying on this house, um, or that goes towards that amount, it, I'll have to beware. You know what? I, I'll just probably wait, and I'll just let Glaciers of Ice Kicks make my shoes from now on. There you go. You can do that, too. You know, too. All right. Well, I guess we should get into the topic of the day. Uh, and... Uh, what else? Can I, there's nothing that I can possibly say about Scott Hall that hasn't already been said over yeah. the last day. All I can do is kind of echo what others have said. And whenever somebody passes who had any kind of a positive impact on your life, it's always sad and it's always devastating. For me as a wrestling fan, Scott Hall is like right up there. You know, he's right up there for me uh, for a variety of reasons. I mean, you talked on the, the post raw show last night about his influence and he was influential in a variety of ways that, newer fans might not even know uh i mean going to wcw and and founding the nwo which was the launching pad to the most successful period in the history history of the wrestling business and somebody said to me on uh twitter the other day they said imagine the butterfly effect if scott hall and kevin nash had not gone to wcw 
And if you think about that, so anybody that wasn't a fan back then, if they had not gone to WCW, if Vince McMahon had kept them, number one, the curtain call doesn't happen at Madison yep. Square Garden. Yeah. If the curtain call doesn't happen, Triple H does not get punished. He was supposed to win the King of the Ring that year. If Triple H does not get punished and wins the King of the Ring, the Austin 316 promo does not happen. Now, Austin had a lot of momentum, so he still probably would have been a big star, but Austin sure. 316 was an iconic thing in pop culture at that time. And then also, of course, if they hadn't gone to WCW, maybe there'd be no NWO, or maybe it wouldn't have been as successful as it became. Like, so many things happened as a result of that decision. And oh, then... You're just scratching the surface. Oh, think yeah. About think yeah. about this. No NWO, no Crow Sting, because... Scott Hall pitched that idea. Right. If they don't leave, one, two, three kid doesn't leave. If one, two, three kid doesn't leave, there's no big X-Pac return for DX. Like, not only that, we aren't subjected to fake Razor and Diesel either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's the one, uh, you know, the one negative that came, but, but no, like so much influence. And then as has been talked about, their agent, Barry Bloom, uh, a very famous agent in sports, uh, negotiated guaranteed contracts for them. And that changed the business for talent. You know, prior to then, promoters, whether it be Vincent Mann or whoever, if you weren't Hulk Hogan, promoters would basically throw a dart at a board and just whatever it landed on, that's what you got paid. You never knew for sure what you're yeah. going to get paid. And there's been a lot of legend legendary stories about a guy like Bruiser Brody. Bruiser Brody knew, okay, I'm going to get this percentage of the house. And he would go out before his match and he would look at the building. And if the promoter told him, you're going to get this tonight, and he knew what the count was, he wouldn't even work the match. He'd be like, I'm leaving. Yeah. Most wrestlers weren't like that. They just kind of took what they were given and you never do what you're going to get. So for the first time, they were getting guaranteed money and Vincent Man had to pivot. And I believe Mark Merrow was the first guy that he ever gave guaranteed money to when he jumped from WCW yeah. to WWE. Nash and Hall set that up. If it wasn't for them, talent now, as you know, get pretty hefty downsides depending on who you are. That might have never occurred without uh, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. So uh, they deserve a lot of credit, both of them. they very influential on the business in, in a variety of ways. And the other, another thing I want to say about Scott Hall, I grew up in Ontario, Canada, where the WWF was the only game in town in terms of television. And in the mid nineties, being a WWF fan could be very difficult because Vince McMahon had created these stupid characters like TL Hopper and Mantor and the goon. Yeah. And he put a mask on Jim Neihart, called them who it could be embarrassing to be a fan back then, but at least I also had Bret Hart and I also had Shawn Michaels and I also had Razor Ramon and Razor Ramon was the epitome of cool. He was Everything the coolest cool about him coolest heel he never ranted and raved and yelled and screamed he always was just cool calm and collected he always spoke in a very kind of soft tone and when he turned babyface, he didn't change anything about himself because he was already so cool he was like just the epitome of cool and uh i was a massive razor ramon fan back then uh it's it's a really big loss man i mean the guy was a he was one of those larger than life guys you hear sometimes the term yeah. larger than life he was kind of one of them. I mean, he looked like a million bucks. He carried himself like a star, the charisma. He could go in the ring. Uh, think, you think about the decade that he was prominent on cable TV. We're not even including the first WCW run in AWA. Him coming in, him facing Brett, like immediately, bam, you're a top guy. You're hanging with this guy. Him putting over one, two, three kid, yeah. his baby face turn, the ladder match, the second ladder match, 
him yeah. leaving and the curtain call. Uh, even though he wasn't fond of the story, that's what propelled Goldust was that story. He and Goldust leaving and going to the NWO, uh, the the formation of the Wolf Pack, even like as a cool thing. Uh, there there were so like survey time, all the catchphrases, even his ECW run, like among like cult fans, him coming out to the Fugees, unreal. Him putting over Jericho, uh, going against the higher ups and putting over Jericho. There's so many like things that that guy did. He's the reason NWO Sting came about. Oh my gosh, this guy was just uh, amazing. Like he was so good. He wasn't, and as WWE ramped up their documentary production, we got to learn more about Scott Hall, the person, and that made me like him even more because, yeah. you know, you got to learn this guy had a very self-deprecating sense of humor. <laughs> uh, he had a very underrated mind for the business, and a lot of guys like Triple H and Shawn Michaels would tell stories. Scott Hall had a lot of confidence issues. And he always would throw these great ideas, but then he'd say stuff like, oh, don't listen to me. I'm just a big dummy. Yes. And Hunter and Sean would be like, but that's a brilliant idea that you just suggested. But he, he had like that confidence thing where he'd be like, you know, don't listen to me. You talked about the Jerry Springer thing on the post Raw show yesterday. And that's one of two things about Scott Hall that I've always remembered. I'm going to tell you the, the other one in a minute. If you haven't seen it, go on YouTube and search for Jerry Springer, Razor Ramon. Uh, it was in January of 96 and he was only a few months away from leaving to go to WCW. But at the time he was the intercontinental champion and there was two kids on the show who were living with HIV. And this was at a time when not a lot was known yet about the disease. Uh, one of the kids was a major razor Ramon fan. So Jerry Springer brought him out. What a ambassador he was, man. Yeah. Like what a likable guy he was. And, uh, and he did such a great job. I saw on WWE.com a little while ago, they interviewed those kids. I think it was the 20th anniversary. They interviewed those kids. The one that was the Razor Ramon fan. Now he was a father of three and he still had the belt because Razor gave him the intercontinental title belt. Yes. And he still had it. Yes, he did. So uh, we, we've got a comment in here saying Jericho's refuting that him being put over was an audible called by Scott Hall. No, that's he said that's not how it happened because somebody said that they did it in the ring. They decided before the match. So uh, that I, I just want to make that clear. Joel Woods says there's no NWO. There might not have been a DX at all either. Uh, I mean, and that, that's very true. We're getting a lot of uh, super chats and humper chats yeah. about him, obviously. Raj says, my, my wrestling Mount Rushmore, Savage Hall, Suzuki Danielson, May hell rest in peace. Addiction is hard and makes sinners out of saints. Thank you both. Well, thank you for sending that. Uh, I think he's absolutely up there with among the most influential people. Like, like Hogan is a celebrity, a mega celebrity. But I think you see more of Scott Hall's fingerprints on the work of today. Oh, 100%. Like, without a doubt. Hogan, um, I think, would be, I think even maybe the first to admit, he ripped off uh, superstar Billy Graham and Austin Idol. Like, I yeah. think I think Hogan has admitted that most of his shtick came from superstar Billy Graham and Austin Idol. Uh, the only thing that he did, of course, was, I mean, he drew a lot of money and, and he made the boys a lot of money. But yeah. uh, but nothing about his character was really unique to him. Hall, and, and obviously guys look at Razor Ramon, they say, well, it was from Scarface, but he made it his own. Like he was. Yeah. And, and like I said, in a, a, at a time when there were so many stupid characters that made it embarrassing to be a fan, Razor Ramon was awesome. Like I, I was a massive fan of Razor Ramon. 
And you you talk about the matches with Brett, the matches with Shawn Michaels, the matches with, with the one, two, three kid. Hall was a big man. Like people yes, don't was. realize he was like six, five, probably a legit two seventy. He could go. And, and, and he had cardio too. Like he was, he was, uh, he was legit. I was, uh, I was a big fan of his. One of my favorite stories that I've shared a couple times this week is, um, the fact that, that they had that classic match on action zone. Please go watch it guys. Diesel and Shawn Michaels against Razor and the one, two, three kid. And Waltman told me, he was like the, the idea for that was get the heat on Razor. Cause everybody's expecting it to be on the kid. And then Razor gets the hot tag, but it was the opposite. And he said that, that that made that match so much different and so special. Uh, I was actually talking about that with with a couple of uh, AEW wrestlers this week about how that template is just so different and it doesn't deviate much. We got Joseph saying, RIP Scott Hall, Razor Ramon was the first wrestling character I discovered growing up and he was the coolest person I had ever seen. If that's the first wrestler you ever see, you're probably <laughs> going to be a wrestling fan. Like, that's it. Like, you're going to look at it and you go, who the hell is that? Like, mm -hmm. what... What's their deal? What's going on there? So uh, Matt Reichel says, wishing Sean uh, nothing but the best in your dental procedure. Very excited for Britt Rosa tomorrow in a steel cage. If, they, if it's anything close to the lights out match, bad times don't last, bad guys do. I think tomorrow's match will blow the pay-per-view match out of the water. Uh, I don't know if it'll be as good as lights out, but I think it'll blow this one out of the water. I'm, I'm just hoping I'm coherent to watch it tomorrow. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be I, I'm fine. hoping so. I've never, you know what, been, you know I, I've never been sedated before, Jimmy. Really? Never. Really? You know what I didn't know about that? And I, I want to go back to Hall in a minute. But what I didn't sure. know about the Rosa thing, if she wins, and I, I think everybody expects she will, she will be the first Mexican-born women's wrestler to win a major U.S. title. I did not know Wow. Because, yeah. I mean, when you think of it, WWE doesn't have any in their history. Not really. Not really. Yeah. I mean, I, I they had, like I think, a, a couple of Japanese girls that won – yeah, but otherwise have been primarily Americans, I believe. Yeah, let's see. We've got Ryan Lambert saying, "I can't thank DDP enough for giving us more time with Hall after having him help out with his addiction." Rest in power, Scott Hall. Yes, uh, DDP is a saint. Yeah, love that guy. Um, I mean, that that he means a lot to me personally. I mean, without his program, I don't know if I'd be standing upright right now. And then he went and he got multiple people that helped him out, and he helped them out personally, professionally. Uh, socially, any number of things, uh, DDP is is wonderful. I 100% agree. I have a, a tremendous amount of respect for Diamond Dallas Page, for sure. Kazeni Nare says, Blue Demon Jr. is a former NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. We're talking about that era, the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. Are we, are we doing that? Are we counting that right now? Listen. But also, like I was talking women's. Yeah, that too. Women, yeah, U.S. title. That yeah. too, but I mean, like, even then... We we counting 2008 to 2010 NWA where it wasn't on TV wasn't wasn't doing anything wasn't even on Championship Wrestling from Hollywood wasn't on ROH wasn't on anything I don't know man Malik Lucas says send some positivity your way SRS after all the hate I've been seeing on Twitter lately RIP to the bad guy you know I messaged one of those people and I said why do you do what you do and they said hurt people hurt people. And I think I'm going to delete this account now. He said hurt people? Yes, he said hurt people hurt other people. And he was like, really? yep. So you know what? I'm going to I'm going to say this on the air. And but and I'm not going to mention any names. So Sean the other day uh, got me in a chat with one of these guys. 
And Sean knows I'm a very different guy when it comes to this stuff. Sure. And he got me in a chat with one of them. And what I said to the guy was, um, I hope that you find happiness in your life so that you don't spend your time bickering with a guy that breaks wrestling news. Yeah. And when I said that, he left the chat. And that after, after I tried to, to know. get us kicked off of our server, which did not work, by the way, yeah, no. didn't work, didn't work. Got to have something better to do. Like sometimes like when it crosses a line, that's when it's like defamatory stuff, stuff about personal life, family. Like I keep that shit off my Twitter. I got no, no desire to share my personal life stuff on there. And honestly, that's, it's sad to me that the, that guy said that to you. Hurt people hurts people. That's sad, man. It wasn't that guy. It was a different guy. No, I but, understand. But it's, yeah, it's, I, it's, and he, well, he said, he's like, if I had to think about it introspectively, because I had a conversation with this person when my wife got threats directly, this person tried to help me out. Really? And then since then I've noticed their tweets going like really, really, really angry. Hmm. So I was like, Hey, why do you do what you do? Why do you say this hurtful shit? about these people that you don't know over wrestling stuff. And that's what they said. That's too bad. That's too bad. And then they deleted the account. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, damn. I want to say one other thing about Scott Hall, uh, because this is one other story that I've always remembered. So it was the early nineties and I was away at university and I was living in the dorm. Uh, if anybody's never had that opportunity, what a great time it was. Let me tell you. But I was living in the dorm and, and all of the floor mates, we all got along. We all hung out. We all would go out together and throw dorm parties and stuff. But there were two guys on the floor that lived together that never socialized. They were foreign exchange students from China. Mm -hmm. Never socialized, very introverted, shy guys. They would keep the door locked uh, at all times. And we never got to know them. Yeah. One night, it's a Monday night in the early 90s. And I decide I'm not doing nothing. I'm going to go to the TV lounge and I'm going to watch Raw if, if no one's watching TV. When I'm approaching the TV lounge, you know, the little window in the door, yeah. I can see through the window in the door that Raw's on in the TV lounge. I open the doors to go in. There's only one guy in there, and it's one of those Chinese guys. And I sit there, and I'm thinking, this is going to be awkward. But, uh, you know, I don't know this dude, but I might as well uh, shoot the shit. Well, the first match that comes out was Razor Ramon. And the two of us are sitting there kind of awkward. And what I learned was that this guy was a smart fan. And this was at a time when I was not a smart fan. He, he subscribed to all the newsletters. He knew. Could argue day. that you're not now. Ah, that's cute. That's cute. <laughs> but he knew everything about everything. So when Razor Ramon comes out, the guy goes to me, do you know who that is? And I kind of foolishly said, yeah, that's the diamond stud from WCW. <laughs> I did. And he, and he goes, well, yeah, but do you know who the diamond stud is? And I said, I don't know. And he goes, that's Scott Hall. And I said, get the fuck out here. That's not Scott Hall. Because the funny thing is, even though he had the same physique and everything as AWA Scott Hall, facially, he looked very different, yes. right? So I, it just didn't clue into me. And we went on for two hours to have a, a conversation. And I just lost Sean Ross app. But we went on for two hours to have a long conversation about pro wrestling. Uh, and it was two very different guys from very different backgrounds that found common ground. And Razor Ramon was the one that, uh, that helped us find that common ground. And I've always remembered that story that, uh, as we sat there awkwardly with nothing to talk about, Razor Ramon comes out and that was the, uh, the catalyst for us being able to have a conversation. He looked more like Magnum TA in the AWA than he did Scott. That was Hall. the whole point. Yeah. And I actually want to show something off for a minute. So, uh, I forgot I had this because I just forgot 
So you know that a lot of merchandise was created for Razor Ramon and a lot of merchandise yes. was created for Scott Hall, NWO Scott Hall, Wolfpack Scott Hall. 1986, the first piece of merchandise ever created for Scott Hall was this. Look at this. Oh, I love it. That's the, the Rimco AWA figures. Which, That's right. Okay, which one's Scott Hall? The one on the right? Right. Uh, right yeah. there. Wow. Yeah. So, so basically, this was part of their greatest grudge matches series. That's Scott Hall and gorgeous Jimmy Garvin. Yeah. And I know there's some uh, reflection. You're seeing a picture of my wife there. There you go. <laughs> but uh, but uh, this was done in 1986, and that was the uh, the first ever merchandise created for Scott Hall. I forgot that I had it until uh, it just kind of popped into my head yesterday. That this. So there you go. First merch ever created for Scott Hall in 86. I love it. We've got Big Migs Gaming saying, I remember as a Puerto Rican child thinking Razor, was a main event Latino wrestler only to find out he wasn't Latino. He will always be one of us for life. Love you, Scott. Rest easy, Mang. I see a lot of that on on uh, Twitter. I see yeah. a whole lot of that. Um, that's It's pretty awesome. Uh, I wonder if anybody ever tried to speak Spanish to him. I assume Hall didn't know Spanish. Did I, would I, imagine no not. I would imagine yeah. <laughs> not. Outsider Kid says, Scarface is my favorite movie of all time. Razor Ramon being influenced by that movie automatically made me a fan of him. This is heartbreaking for me. It's heartbreaking for a lot of people. And uh, I mean, I had never seen Scarface before that. Oh, really? So, yeah. I mean, as a kid, I, I sure hope I didn't see Scarface before Razor Ramon. But And I got to say, one of his, when he came in as a heel, you know, and they did all those vignettes for him. Yeah. There was one that to this day makes me smile when I see it. And, and, and obviously it was him being a bully, but it, it's all, you know, staged. So there's one that makes me smile. There's one where there's a guy at a wishing well. And Razor Ramon's walking by and he shoves the guy into the wishing well, like a bully. And then he looks at the camera and he goes, he got his wish. He wishing for a swim. <laughs> <laughs> Always smiled from that one. Rob says, I was too fat to put my brother in the sharpshooter. So he got hit with hundreds of fall away slams and razor's edges. We'll miss the bad guy. I have done so many razor's edges to my friends and to loved ones. Just heaving them in the swimming pool. It's such a fun move to do. It was so incredible. I'm the Lucha says, watching Raw counts as being sedated, my brother. Jeez. And we had Ryan Lambert saying Melina, former women's champion. She was born in LA, my friend. We're talking yeah, about Mexican born, born in Mexico. Mexican born, that's right. Throwback says, Halt, the old Boston Garden was amazing as a kid. I mean, yeah, that was, he was, he was a top guy too. 100%. Joel Joel says, when I was eight and saw Scott on television, you couldn't tell me he wasn't Latino. I would have argued that to the grave. <laughs> I mean, when Yokozuna spoke perfect English, yes, I went, what? What's going on here? And they go, how long have you spoke English? He goes, I've been speaking it the whole time. We're like, what the hell, man? Uh, Balear Lasagna says, I was a WWF kid through and through growing up. Then Scott showed up on Nitro and sparked what became a love affair between myself and pro wrestling. Never got to thank him for that R.I.P. bad guy. I mean, he did. He They changed the wrestling world. They changed the entertainment world at that point because all of that was a domino effect. Huge. Big J says, I'm not watching live, but I have an odd question. What's the definition of a dream match? Why is Seth versus Cody and AJ versus Edge considered a dream match? R.I.P. bad guy. A reminder, guys, you can get your Humper Chats in at humperchats.com. Uh, even when we're not on the air. If you want to send them before, we'll read them on the air. Seth versus Cody, I don't know if that is as much of a dream match. That's not. But 
I would say that Edge versus AJ Styles is because we never got to see that. It, it never seemed a possibility. They were never in the same place at the same time. Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins have worked together like three dozen times. I don't and know. Cody, Cody's only been a top guy for a couple of years. Exactly. But he became a top guy um, in the last few years. They've never had a televised one-on-one match. And in a WWE landscape where you're probably going to see Damian Priest versus Finn Balor for the third time at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. those first-time matches are important. You're going to see Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for the seventh time when this should have been like how they did it the first or second time at WrestleMania. You're going to see a lot of matches that have happened over and over again. Edge versus AJ simply hasn't happened before, so that by default becomes a bit of a dream match, especially considering the fact that over the last two decades, even though Edge missed a good 10 years, they've been synonymous with wrestling and being top guys, Jimmy. No, yeah, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I mean, AJ was arguably the top guy in TNA. Yeah. Uh, and Edge was definitely one of the top guys in WWE, and, and they're both Hall of Famers. So uh, I can see that one being a dream match for Rollins, Cody. Not even close. I just think it's a big, good, I think it's a good, big match is what I think it is. Right. It is a WrestleMania appropriate match. I wouldn't call it a dream match, but you want to put that on WrestleMania? I say, hell yeah, that's a WrestleMania match. A hell of a lot more than the Usos versus Nakamura and Boogs. Is that on the Mania card? It sure is. Is Drew it? McIntyre versus Baron Corbin. Uh, yeah. Man. Yep. Uh, the, the same Raw tag team title match that we just watched. Which yeah. was great. It was great. Yeah, yeah, but you're right. Like it, it used to be that Mania was the blow off. Like that was the blow off to the big programs yep. back in the day. And I remember little moments. Like, do you remember when the Bulldog got the Warlord up for the Power Slam, WrestleMania Seven? Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. The crowd went ape shit. Yeah, because they hadn't had the one on one match yet, and and uh, Warlord was such a giant, and Bulldog was you know not he was muscled up, but he wasn't that big, and he got the Warlord up on the shoulder. The crowd went ballistic. Now they would have already wrestled five times on television before the mania match. Like it's perfect, perfect segue. Have you ever heard the Razor Ramon Warlord story? No, I don't think I have. Oh my god. I can't remember whose book it's in. Maybe I can't I uh I don't wanna or or maybe a shoot interview. But the Warlord was on some shit back in the day, as you know. He was on the juice. I am outright stating the warlord did steroids and you know, he's not going to inject himself in the ass. So he walks up to Scott Hall. He said, brother, can you help me out? And Scott Hall goes to shove the needle in his ass and puts a syringe in and the stuff just goes everywhere, everywhere. And Scott Hall looks at him and he said, dude, I think you're full. (laughs) I feel like I've heard that. Yes, because it's a great story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Warlord was a monster. Oh, he was a monster man. back yes, in the he day. He still is. I saw yeah, him wrestle Black Label Pro like a oh, few yeah. months ago. Yeah, yeah. It was unreal. Uh, guys, get in your super chats and your humper chats. I am the Lucha says, I think humbly speaking for all of us, Scott Hall and the whole NWO movement sparked a turning point for wrestling that made it cool and mainstream and open doors for all of us to enjoy wrestling in a new light. I'm not convinced... If, if that era hadn't happened, if NWO didn't happen, if I would be able 20 some years later to do this as a full-time living because it completely launched things 
into the forefront, into mainstream. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it became cool. The merchandising shot through the roof. Mm -hmm. People's like people wear like NWO shirts now to wear NWO shirts. That's man, it is it is fantastic. And if you want to get technical, I mean. The audience now, especially the WWE audience, skews older now because those are fans from back then yeah. that are still fans. Like they haven't generated a ton of new fans. They're yeah. the Attitude Era fans that are still watching. And when I was talking to uh, Josh Alexander last week after the uh, podcast, we were talking about the Ontario independent scene. And I told him back then, because I, I was promoting around 2000, 2002, when, when that era was still kind of you know going going strong towards the end of it. I told him there were so many guys looking to get into the business at that time. And a lot of the guys that are in wrestling now in WWE and in AEW were fans of all of those guys, including Josh, who said that he was a stone cold guy. So yes. like a lot, a lot of wrestlers were, were influenced by guys like Scott Hall, you know, 20 some years ago. Absolutely. Oh man. It's an incredible loss. Um, it's a bummer, man. Like, after all the stuff he went through, it was complications of hip surgery that, that took him. And uh, yeah, uh, we got people saying, watch the episode of photo shoot with Scott. That was such, I, I don't know why they still don't do photo shoot. That was such an easy, cheap, brilliant concept. Pull up photos. You don't have to ask them a question. It's talk about this photo. Tell us about this photo. If they don't bring it back, I'm stealing it. That's what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> Oh, man. What else you got, Jimmy? Well, I guess we should talk about uh, some other bad news that has a bit of a silver lining anyway, and that's Big E. Yeah. Uh, fractured his neck, taking that belly to belly. What a tough looking spot that was. And of course, it had to happen on the floor, which makes it even worse. Yep. What a positive human being Big E is. I mean, Everybody the fact that the fact that there he is in the hospital, he's in traction, he's got the neck brace on and he's got a smile on his face. And he's talking about the positives, saying, you know, there's no spinal damage. I can feel all my uh, my digits, as he put yeah. it. Uh, not going to require surgery. Like, he's looking at the positive. He's like weeks from mania, and he's going to have to miss the show. But he's looking at the positive. He's such a positive dude. And uh, and best wishes to him, man. You know, that's, that's a, a shitty thing to happen at a shitty time. But at least he's going to be all right. So I reached out to Biggie immediately after that, and I was like, you okay, dude? And he got back to me before our, our show was even over. I'm all right. Thanks for asking. Like, this guy, he's he's such a wonderful dude. And this is after he had announced he'd broken his neck. Yeah. And uh, I, I followed up, and he's like, doing all right, all things considered, just trying to stave off the boredom. Keep yeah. sending those good vibes. He is one of the greatest human beings in wrestling. He's He's just such a wonderful guy and the things that he stands for. He is the type of guy you want in your locker room. He is, he is a leader. He is a moral compass. You hear that, Jimmy? I this do. is where I live right now, Jimmy. This is where I live. You don't you that? just have like, don't you just have like one dirt road in your, in your whole town? Isn't that how we it filled works? the sinkhole? We filled that oh, did up. You? Yeah, we did. Um, I can tell you, I, I personally have dealt with the effects of a broken neck since 2009, and it's something that I still feel. Big E is built a little bit different. He's got that that background. He's got the best doctors in the world taking care of him. They've got um, the the best rehabilitation specialists working with him. Um, you know, I see some clickbait stuff that's like career over. I hate that bullshit. I hate even making it like a clickbait thing. 
Uh, I'll, I'll do respect to those people. It's just, I don't, I think that's not a fair thing to put out there and even speculate. Um, if he wants to come back, Big E will be back. I have no doubt about it. Um, the fact that he was able to get a message out to everybody that soon was was great as well because he knew how concerned everybody was for him. Sure. He knew it. And um, and bless that dude. What an incredible guy. For sure. For sure. Yeah, the business is definitely better with him in it. And like you said, the locker room is better with him in it too. You know? And, and so. the unfortunate timing, like Xavier Woods came back the next day. Right. They were planned for a match against Ridge Holland, Sheamus, and Butch. <laughs> that's on my that's on my list too. Should we go into that? Listen, Jimmy. Sometimes <laughs> you want to stay anonymous. Sometimes you want to just avoid the world. That's where NordVPN.com slash fightful helps. Whether you're trying to Peter Dunn in the UK. Or your what? What's that? Or you're butchering your own life. You ever seen in the this? U.S. NordVPN.com/slash/fightful as you covered all your devices: phone, tablet, router, TV, computer, whether it be a laptop or desktop. NordVPN.com/slash/fightful is got has got you covered. Not only that, maybe you don't like Peacock. Maybe you don't like paying full price for UFC pay-per-views, and you want to sign up for WWE Network overseas or subscribe to those services that allow you to get those UFC pay-per-views at a much more affordable price. It effectively pays for your NordVPN.com slash Fightful subscription, and you get an additional month free when you sign up at NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Browse safely and securely. I've been doing a lot of traveling. I like to know that my Wi-Fi, that usually when I'm on it is unsecured, is secure, and NordVPN.com slash Fightful makes sure that. How about this? 30-day money-back guarantee. Maybe you want to order some of these items that Jimmy has right here, but you want to avoid price discrimination. I don't know how they discriminate against you with those items. They're ridiculous, but NordVPN.com will make sure that doesn't happen when you change your virtual location with just one click. Got a couple super chats. Corey says, Big E will get a big pop like the Triple H return in 2 Oh, Big E's going to get a massive pop when he returns. As sure. soon as what he screams, what other, whatever town that he's in at the time, he is going to get a monster pop. He will, I, I almost guarantee he'll be on WWE programming again in the future. If, if for some reason he up and decided to retire, he will pop up, I'm sure, and do something because he's got two really great friends to support as well. Uh, Corey, thank you for the very generous super chat uh, right there. Also, guys, please leave a thumbs up on this video. Throwback says, off topic, do you think the possibility of Alexa Bliss versus Mandy uh, for the NXT title will happen? It'd be an interesting way to get eyes on NXT. I don't see why they wouldn't when they're not doing anything with Alexa Bliss right now. What the hell, Jimmy? They're, they're just doing nothing. They brought her back to to just say, hey, by the way, we kicked up, we kicked off that stupid gimmick. We got rid of it. But nothing else. Feels like everything that Vince does now is week to week. So it's like, okay, let's split Omos and AJ Styles. Let's do that. So they did that. And then after that, it's like, oh, shit. What do, what do we do with them now? We did the split. Mm -hmm. I think Alexa was the same thing. Let's get rid of that supernatural shit. Uh, so let's do that. Oh, shit. Now we've done that. Now, I don't know. She can go back home. She, he books things week to week. You know what this is, Sean? This is going to surprise you. 
So whatever year this was, it doesn't have the, the year on it. I yeah. took first place in a poem writing contest. Oh, really? Yeah. I think I was probably like 10 or something. I don't have the pen anymore. I don't know what happened to the pen, but uh, that's what that is right there. And what, what, this, I got this in Germany. You're, you're familiar with the reference, right? Of course. So that's legit. I got that in Germany. And this is the beverage company that I invest in called the Naked Collective. The, the, the drink line is called Mood, yeah. M-U-D-E. You can get that, uh, I think, in stores almost everywhere now. So check that out uh, from the Naked Collective. There you go. Yeah. Uh, we've got people asking about the doctor that said it could be career ending and how's it compared to others. Um, he said he doesn't have to have surgery. And Van Twinblade says, my mom had to have her C1 and C2 fused after a car crash. Thank God Biggie won't have to deal with, with what she had to. I, I mean, I can tell you from personal experience, I should have gotten surgery, but I was misdiagnosed and I still feel it. I still get a little bit of tingling and numbness down these two fingers. Uh, and mine were higher up in the neck. It affected my posture. Um, when that happens, it is like a chain reaction and it goes throughout your entire body. Uh, it eventually it'll, it'll cause some leg numbness as well because of that chain reaction. I don't think Biggie's going to have that problem because he's going to make sure that he has the right physical therapy, the right rehab and all that stuff. So the way that it, he recovers from it's going to be different than a way like, like myself or Van Twinblade's uh, mother dealt with it because he's going to have infinite number of resources uh i also it. think being muscled up probably helped him like having yeah. a muscled up neck probably helped him as well joe pearl says gonna need at least five questions on tomorrow's q a to include jimmy and poetry writing well i believe you all are filming that thursday aren't you i was gonna say tomorrow i can't do it tomorrow joel you'll be filming that thursday pal <laughs> uh but i will put up the q a field because i'm sidelined this week jimmy van will be doing a q a with joel he'll be taking like your best questions and uh and getting those over to jimmy a Joker 2258 says, RIP Scott Hall, unrelated. Do you think Jurassic Express should be champions with teams like Mox and Danielson, Proud and Powerful, FTR, Young Bucks, Hardy Boys, and Red Dragons? Um, so I kind of want to see more attitude out of them, a little bit more of an edge at this point, and I'm starting to see it. The characters aren't as likable, I think, as they used to be. I, I actually think Marco Stunt being with them added a lot of likability. It added, it, it humbled them a little bit, but um, I don't know how long this will last, but I think it made sense to have Undisputed Era and Young Bucks not win the titles and instead worry about each other. Uh, however, I, I Hardy Boys just got there. Red Dragon, Young Bucks are involved with each other. Mox and Danielson just started. I think Proud and Powerful are due a tag team title run. Yeah, I could even see them being the ones to 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 take them next. But I think they should. Be, I, yeah. I will say this. I mean, I number one, Jungle Boy looked like a million bucks at Revolution. Like he was he was uh -huh. flying all over the place. He looked really great. good. Someone uh, and and I feel like we talked about it on this podcast before, but somebody uh, mentioned it on social media. They got to back away from the Jungle Boy name a little bit. I, I think it's time for him to evolve. Mm -hmm. And kudos to Jim Ross because this entire time. He's referred to him on com commentary as Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Yes. And I think that that's what they should do. I think that they should refer I to him too. more as Jack Perry because he's got to evolve. I mean, he's not 18 anymore. They, they've got to evolve the character a little bit. Hey, but, uh, Matt and Jeff are still the Hardy Boys. You're right, but Jungle Boy, though, uh, I, it's different to me. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's different. So I, I think they have to evolve it a little bit. But uh, otherwise, I don't have a problem with them being uh, being champions. I realize that there's some real studs out there right now, but I don't have a big problem with it. 
What else you got on your list, Jimmy? Well, let's talk a little bit about Cody. So back when Madison Square Garden happened, and we talked about this, there were people that convinced themselves that he was going to be Brock Lesnar's mystery opponent, even though WWE never advertised it. And then when Austin Theory came out, there were a lot of people online that were blasting WWE because it wasn't Cody Rhodes, even though they never promoted it was going to be Cody Rhodes. To be fair, they did promote his title match. And Paul Heyman said, you're going to lose that title. Austin Theory doesn't really instill that type. Of and thing. and I don't disagree with that. Like yeah. if, if somebody bought a ticket to that show because they were curious about the mystery opponent thing, that's fine. But if you bought a ticket to that show because you thought Cody Rhodes is coming out, that's on you because they never promoted it. Going into Raw this week, I saw so many people post online about oh, Cody's going to debut. Is this the night? Is this the night Cody's going to debut? And when Raw was over, there were a lot of people that were like, I stayed up late for that and Cody didn't debut. And I thought to myself, but they didn't advertise it. Like, how how do people convince themselves of things? The only thing I will say is when that show ended on Monday night, I'm 100% convinced that it's going to be Cody and Rollins at Mania. Sure, me too. Uh, for a couple of reasons. The first reason that they left Rollins' story open-ended. I mean, there's no way that one of your top guys is not getting a Mania match. It's a stupid, stupid uh, storyline. But there's it's for sure they're going to go in that direction, but then there's more and more teases. You know, uh, I can't recall exactly what Corey Graves said, something about his mania hopes are dashed and, uh, whatever. Nightmare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So like, I, I think they're definitely now going in that direction. I think they should leave Cody for a mania night surprise. Give yeah. People in the building a nice surprise, but as far as convincing yourself of something that wasn't advertised and then shitting on the company, for not delivering on something they didn't advertise that you convinced yourself was going to happen. That's on you. Like yes. you just can't so do it. If at this point they don't deliver Cody Rhodes, that's on WWE because of all the references, all yes. of it. But I mean, they never, they haven't said when they have never said when, and again, none of this stuff has been overt as Darby Allen saying, Oh, well maybe if you're even the best in the world, like, like, it's not even been that overt, but at this point, like, you can't, like, there are a lot of people that will say, be like, oh, well, I didn't say this. Come on. Saying dashing and nightmare and all that stuff intentionally. And right. Right. Like, you, you guys know what you're doing. And, and the Miz tease a few weeks ago too, with, uh, with Jake or Logan Paul, whichever the hell one it is, <laughs> they know what they're doing now. And if, if they don't have him, confirmed that you need to tell these people to shut the fuck up. You need to tell these people to stop that. Because at one point they had to tell people in WWE, Hey, stop teasing CM Punk. Stop doing that. We ain't getting him. He ain't coming back. Uh, so if they don't have him, boy, that's, that's bad. Now it's not as, as just straight up bad as saying his name right. and then not delivering it. But I think it'd be pretty, pretty egregious if they didn't deliver him at this point. And at this point, I think it's going to be, uh, WrestleMania. That's just my thought. No, I agree. Like, I, I think that come Mania night, if let's say they do the gimmick where either they say in advance Rollins is going to have a mystery opponent or, or an open challenge or whatever, or if there's something unannounced or Rollins just comes out in his gear and issues an open challenge, yeah. whatever it is, if they do that and then it's not Cody Rhodes, it's going to be a tough night for Seth Rollins and potentially for everybody else that follows because the live crowd's going to expect Cody Rhodes. Yeah. So, so they have to tread lightly there, but I definitely think based on Monday uh, night, I definitely think that's the direction they're going in. And 
We'll see what happens. I, you know, I'm, I'm still wondering, okay, he's going to get the big pop because he debuts and it'll make the news because Cody Rhodes debuted, but say three months from now. Yeah. We'll see where he's at. You know, we'll see where he's This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I agree. What else you got, Jimmy? Well, Edge on Monday, Sean. I yeah. got to tell you. So Edge comes out on Raw, and he's got new music. And the first thing that I thought was, Vince McMahon, what the hell are you doing? That is a classic song. It's been with them forever. It's one of the greatest wrestling entrance songs of all time. What the hell are you doing changing it? But then I listened to the new song, Sean. Yeah. It's a damn good song. It's a great song. So I didn't mind it so much. I know it's the same band, Alter Bridge, but uh, it was a damn good song. The only thing I do want to ask you is Edge's character, his heel character. I don't really get it. The promo to me was uh, not spectacular. What are your thoughts on the character? Uh, not, Not big into that. It's just one step beyond an all you people character is what it is and that i ain't cool with it's just like eh, whatever i would have just bought can he hang with aj styles at this point i would have been fine with that i don't need the the <laughs> omnipotence and all that bullshit that they they throw in there uh, i love the new theme and i'm sure alter bridge is stoked too awesome. i bet they are happy as hell that they got a six six year old song that's about to get a ton of downloads yeah and edge probably i bet he had a big say in it too i'm sure using a similar song but i mean out, so for a while he didn't have the you think you know me sample that he's had for years when he did rob zombie but other than that it's been with him for for years and years and years and years. And uh, now it's, that's a little bit different, but everything changed together. The sample's gone, but the same band is there. I thought it was a great change. I liked it too. It was really, really cool. And and like I said, like the first few, uh, you know, the first few seconds of it, I was just like, I can't believe they changed the song, but uh, no, it was really good. I really liked it. So we'll have to see where it goes. I want to next give a shout out to Kevin Holland. You heard about this one? Oh, shit. I sure did. Ariel tweeted it today. Yes. So if you're not an MMA fan, Kevin Holland is a, a welterweight in the UFC. He's got a record of uh, 22 and 7. Late last night, which would have been March 14th, he was at a sushi restaurant in Houston, Texas. There were, I think they said, 40 to 50 people there. A gunman came in and opened fire. And Kevin Holland, along with two of his friends, subdued the guy, apprehended him. Uh, and this was a week and a half after Kevin Holland <laughs> just had a fight in the UFC. TKO'd Alex Oliveira. Yeah. That's right. Uh, at UFC 272. 
That's right. So he just had a fight a week and, and a half ago, and he apprehends a gunman at a sushi restaurant. Oh, good for you, Kevin hey, Holland. This isn't the first time he's done it. Really? He stopped a carjacker in his neighborhood. Holland chased the dude down and held him down until police arrived. That was just in October, Jimmy. Wow. I didn't know yes. that one. Really? Yes. So, wow. So this is his life since October. October 2nd, he fights Kyle Dawkins on, uh, I think it was UFC Fight Night. They had a clash of heads and it knocked him out or whatever. Maybe a week later, I think that happens. He stops the, or, or I think it was maybe the week before, before that fight. It was around then. It was the same week as the fight. Then this happens. And within a week and a half uh, of his, him beating Alex Oliveri, he stops it again. He's just going to have to start expecting exciting shit to happen. <laughs> right fights. Fights. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to have to wear a cape to the ring. Yeah. Good for Kevin Holland. Good for Kevin Holland. That was, that was a good story. We, uh, we didn't touch upon the butch thing. Well, hold on. A throwback says happy three sixteen day tomorrow. Yes. Yeah, happy three sixteen day tomorrow. There you go. Uh, butch. Oh, this is stupid. So I heard from so many people that afternoon. Starting in the early afternoon, they were like something dumb's coming, Sean. And I was like, what, what? And nobody would tell me, nobody would tell me. Then I got the rundown and I could tell what it was as soon. I just didn't know who it was said butch i was like oh wonder who this is and i got told it was a dumb name and a former wwe wrestler said man the internet's gonna blow up in a, in a few hours if, the, if what i've heard is true and jimmy it's hard lance storm sent me a picture of butch from the little rascals in the 50s yeah i had that other former wwe wrestler that was like well ridge's real name is luke so maybe it's a rib on luke and butch but then when Lance Storm sent me that little rascals thing, I said, it's from the 50s. Of course, that's what Vince thinks of. Of course, it's the little rascals. You know something? He just re-signed. I think you're the one that broke the story. He yeah, just re-signed in, when was that? Last September, a uh, three-year Last contract summer, yeah. extension. Do you think he would have re-signed if he had known then that he was going to uh, become Butch on SmackDown? Hard for me to say yes, but I don't know his motivations. I can tell you that one of those former wrestlers that contacted me said, every time I think I should have re-signed, stuff like this happens. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we've said for several years now, Mr. Manch is not, he's not capable of overseeing creative anymore. And for all of the WWE loyalists out there, I plead with you to defend this. I want to know how this is good. Well, there are a couple people that tried, man. How, how, get, bring it. How is this good? Tell I, me how I have this is seen, good. I've seen a couple people say, well, nobody knew him as Pete Dunn anyway. They want to owe in his name. I don't care. I don't care. It's stupid. So it's let dumb. me let me say this. And, and this, again, goes back to the fact that Vince oftentimes just does things he's always done because he yeah. doesn't recognize the landscape. It used to be that you could get Scott Hall from WCW, who was the diamond stud, and you can make him Razor Ramon, and a lot of your fans aren't going to know. You can get Vinny Vegas, and you can turn him into Diesel, and a lot of people aren't going to know. You can get uh, whatever the hell Yokozuna's name, Kokina, whatever. You can make him Yokozuna, people aren't going to know. Pete Dunne was a main eventer on your third brand. Well, Yokozuna's real name is Rodney Anawaii. But yeah, no, no, no. But he was Coquina something. Oh, in, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like AWA or whatever. But uh, Pete Dunn was a main eventer on your third brand. He was a yes. main eventer on your third brand that aired on the same network as your flagship Monday night show. 
Yeah. So you can't have the mentality that you had 30 years ago that, ah, oh, they, you know, they don't know. They don't know. They fucking know. <laughs> they, they do. I mean, he, like, he wrestled on Raw and won a match. Like, yeah, like people, people know. And I understand the IP thing. I do, man. I do. Like, I understand the IP thing. But maybe you should have a little bit of foresight then. And maybe when you bring him into NXT, you figure something out. Also, I mean, he, he had a 15-minute NXT title match at Survivor Series. <laughs> One year has Pete done. Right. Oh. Yeah, people definitely wow. know. And you know what this has me thinking now? This has me thinking that Gunther's on the way up. Oh, I, I would do. I assumed it. I don't think they're bringing him over to the States. He's getting in ridiculous shape for him to, to hang out in Florida all the time. I thought he didn't want to move to the U.S., He's here. He's here. He's here. Uh, huh. Throwback says Butch likes looks like something out of Gangs of New York. <laughs> he sure does. Uh, he didn't look. I I understand it's a character. Yeah, but he didn't look happy at all. Did not look happy uh, at all. Well, guys, Wearing that hat, dude. Wearing that hat. I know. Guys, Man. a few quick plugs uh, from pillar to post will appear where uh, our show usually is tomorrow on Wednesday. That's Jeremy Lambert's show. Uh, check that out. I'm on Cameo, and it all goes towards a good cause. Uh, Jimmy has agreed to match all of the Cameo uh, income for this month. 100% of it is going to Ukrainian relief efforts. Jimmy, you ain't going to like the number that comes your way at the end of the month. That tell, month me, is- tell me when we go off the air. Well, I had somebody get one for business purposes that oh, like six hundred dollars or something. That I it was five hundred. That uh-huh. I intentionally priced myself out on uh-huh. just for the sake of having you match it. That's fantastic. <laughs> but I'll roast you. I'll break news for your e feds or your backyard feds. I have a lot of fun doing that stuff. I'll talk some trash to your friends. Maybe you can get one uh, for somebody that hates me. I love that. I think that would be funny. Uh, Cameo.com slash Sean Ross Sap ten. I would greatly appreciate it. Again, interviews with Dewdrop and Reggie this week. We're heading over to the list goes on right after this. Jimmy on Fightful Select has a, a Q&A this week. I just broke news that Candice LeRae's contract is set to be up this spring. That story is on Fightful Select. How about this? I got more contract news for you. Last week, I broke the news of Miro re-signing with WWE or AEW. <laughs> let me, let me clarify that. Uh-oh. AEW. Oh, shoot. <laughs> broke the news of Falaba leaving Impact. I got more coming your way. Until next time, guys, leave a thumbs up. We're out. This goes on FightfulSelect.com right now. Yeah, do it. Do it. Really quick, do it. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.